Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So this is another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Brandon. Coming off Elimination Chamber and one guy you haven't seen on TV in a while made it official today why you won't be seeing him on TV and WWE in the future. All that and more as the Heel to the Face podcast for another week starts right now. Fans celebrate with me from Rome to Rochester. Bad luck seems to be my middle name. They might as well tag me up with my buddy from Syracuse. So this is another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. Make sure you are following us at Heel to the Face because you might get some videos like I posted this past weekend. Just a quick little recap of Elimination Chamber just a few minutes after it happened. And more importantly, uh, come WrestleMania, I'm going to be prepared this time to come WrestleMania weekend Four straight nights from what I know now. I'm not going to go out there and and challenge anyone to do this, but uh, to kind of put up something against our podcast. But as of right now, the only Central New York podcast to be represented and be uploading videos from Dallas. Love it. From the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, and the Raw after WrestleMania. Like I said, I don't want to challenge anybody. So they're like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to go to Dallas and we're going to do the same. So I'll just say for now, we're the only one. But either way, we're going to be doing it regardless. So. We're going to be live in Dallas, and more importantly, we're going to be doing our podcast every single week leading up to WrestleMania and after WrestleMania. and Per usual. For the last last, uh, five years now. Per usual for like the last five years, as you say. So make sure you are following us on Twitter for all the links to that. I think think we just surpassed our five-year anniversary. I think it just came up. February of uh, 2017, I believe. Wow. We started as a big build-up to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. We did. Look where we are uh, now. And look where we are now. Uh, as, As... I kind of alluded to on last week's show, obviously there's a lot to get to uh, new this week. Uh, the whole Undertaker getting inducted, that pretty much popped right as soon as we recorded for the previous week. Uh, of course it did. We'll get all that and more, but I, I alluded to last week, I had something to say, and Uh-oh. I'm going to start off, we're going to start <laughs> off right there. Now, there is no secret here that I have an opinion about something, and one thing I will say about the previous two WrestleManias is, agree to disagree. There's opinions that are that are essentially, they're not wrong because they're opinions, I personally am a fan of a one night of WrestleMania. That is something that is well documented, but I can see, especially for the last two years, why there had been two night WrestleManias. We talk about the COVID year, why two night WrestleMania. I didn't want it to happen, but if it happened, two nights makes sense. There was no other programming on television. You can spread it all out, especially for the fact that they had the tape matches so broken up, you know, with some people taping on one day, some people taping on the next. That understands. Last year, uh, the return to crowds. I can understand why that was two nights. Still wish it was one night, but from a WDB perspective, you're flying in from out of town. There were no other wrestling shows going on. So WDB says, listen, if you're going to fly in from wherever you're flying in, and we have no Hall of Fame, no Raw, no SmackDown, might as well spread this out over two nights. Because again, we got nothing else to offer you. So make it worth your flight. Make it worth your hotel accommodations to come to Tampa and spend at least two nights here. Don't just drive in, go to the show, and drive home. Make it an actual wrestle. Mania weekend. Now this year we all know is going to be two nights and it seems like WrestleMania is returning to normal. And I said this in the past that people are not uh, very cognizant of the future. They're like, you know what? This really worked now. Let's keep doing this. And I kept saying 
no, things are going to catch up. The pandemic's going to end. This is going to be kind of dumb in the future to have WrestleMania being two nights. I don't like long WrestleManias like everybody else at home, but the solution is not to make it two nights. And now we are seeing exactly what I am talking about. Obviously, we see that on Friday night, uh, the night before WrestleMania's nights one and two, we have the Hall of Fame and SmackDown combined together into one big show. Now, I don't necessarily know if that's a product of two night WrestleManias. Uh, either way, I'm not a real big fan of that, especially for the fact that, you know, someone like The Undertaker, I feel he deserves more of a proper ceremony. Uh, but uh, one thing I've noticed is that tickets for The Undertaker's WrestleMania haven't been the hottest selling. But again, part of the reason could be is because there's a lot of other wrestling going on. All the wrestling that comes into Dallas or wherever WrestleMania is takes Sunday night off, takes WrestleMania night off. They're like, we won't even be there. You got that all to yourself. But when it comes to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, these companies are there and they want to make money. They can't just sit idly by. They got to run shows and you got a lot going on at once. But that's actually not the major complaint I'm coming up with here. The major complaint to WrestleMania being two nights is going to be seen as something that hasn't been made official yet. But NXT TakeOver is going to return to crowds. They are going to return to hit in the road and they're going to return to WrestleMania weekend. But when? When can you fit them in? How about noon on Saturday? So all of you fans out there said, WrestleMania, two nights. It's so much better. Who wants to sit through six hours of wrestling in one night? Who would, Wouldn't you rather see two nights of wrestling instead of none? As if, like, again, SmackDown, Raw, none of these things were going to return when the pandemic ended. Now you got it. You didn't want six hours of wrestling? You got it. Noon to 3 NXT, get into your car, go to AT&T Stadium, 7 to 10, you got yourself WrestleMania. That sounds to me like six hours of wrestling in one day. So anybody who attends NXT TakeOver in, in downtown Dallas and then attends WrestleMania, I don't want to hear them telling me that six hours of wrestling in one day is too much because they're going to do it. Well, here's the problem. Why wouldn't you put NXT by itself, stand alone on a Saturday, and then have a one-night WrestleMania? Well, yes, that we're, would be the better solution. We're post, I mean, we're post, like, the real tough part of the pandemic. I get the luster of, you know, last, this past year in 2021 where the crowds were back. I get it. You want to do two to get the fans, you know, to make it feel great. And you also had limited capacity. It, it's true. You had limited capacity. But the year before, no crowds. Sure. Whatever. I agree with you on everything. You got to go back to one night WrestleMania. You go to the so you go Saturday night NXT. You go Sunday night. You go WrestleMania, and Friday. Why not just make you know? I was you know doing more thinking about it, especially with the Undertaker. Why not do why why not have just a Hall of Fame show that night instead of SmackDown? Yeah, you know, and I understand especially people saying well that you're obligated to run SmackDown on Friday night because of the contract. I'm not saying run SmackDown and not uh, run Hall of Fame and not have SmackDown. Like replace use use that two hour block of time. That two hour block of time, the Hall of Fame is now on Fox on national television. Do it instead of being on Peacock. It's also, like I've said to many people before, including yourself, is that it actually adds to the Hall of Fame, or I mean, adds to WrestleMania weekend itself. Because if you're flipping through the channels and you're not somebody who traditionally watches wrestling, and the reason you're on Fox is to try to get those mainstream eyeballs of people who don't normally watch wrestling to kind of put it on because it's on a national channel. People are wearing channel. their best, their best yes. clothes. So you, know? you literally tune out, you, you're flipping through and you see wrestling and you're just like, oh, that's a typical Friday night. Let's keep flipping through. Wrestling's on Friday night. But if you see a red it, carpet, you see a red carpet, you see 
everyone dressed up, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, you know, I heard WrestleMania was this weekend, and it's going to kind of catch your eye. If I flip through on a Saturday night when I'm expecting to watch football, and I see football players all dressed up, I see in a big award ceremony, it tells me if I, oh, there must be a big, this must be surrounding a bigger event be, because, well, they, like the NFL honor ceremony or something yeah, I was like that. Yeah, I was just going to say, you, you stole my thunder on that. I was going to yeah. say because they had the NFL honors the Super Bowl weekend. So, that yeah. I mean, that worked. And, like, to the normal person that maybe doesn't watch you know, watch NFL, they see, oh, they see, you know, as a Cowboys fan, they saw Micah Parsons dressed up. Oh, I wonder why he's dressed you, up. He's you, not, you he's not, see, he's not his uniform. You see non-football. It yeah. kind of amplifies the weekend. The fact that, like I've said before, the wrestling, the Roman Reigns is, the Drew McIntyre's, the Bobby Lashley's, anybody who's competing at WrestleMania, when the flight lands in Dallas, the uh, the eyes and the training should be 100% on the matches at WrestleMania. We shouldn't have this essential house show the night before WrestleMania with pretty much meaningless matches. And I'm not saying they won't do something like they did last year and throw in a WrestleMania match on SmackDown or something like that, which is dumb because you have two nights. So you're really dragging it if you add to a third night of WrestleMania matches. But it's essentially it feels like a house show. I'm I'm not attending the SmackDown the night before WrestleMania because I want to attend a SmackDown. I don't ever want to attend a SmackDown prior to any pay-per-view. It's the go-home show. There's yeah, not really much more yeah, to do. Nothing's happening. It's personally, I'll be there. Because of Undertaker, because of the Hall of Fame, because I, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, I I knew as soon as Taker, as soon as Taker, they you know they they said, yep, he's going in. This is how we're doing it. I knew right away. I was like, well, uh, that's a change of plans for Jared because I don't think Jared's. I, I might have gone to the Ring of Honor show. Yeah, the but, Ring of Honor show that night, or even Impact Wrestling's running a show that night. But it's Taker. It is Taker. It's Taker. Taker's one of those dudes that, for if you're gonna be in town, you don't go to Ring of Honor instead of Taker. Yes, I, I personally think that two, and again, now now we're talking, I don't know how they're going to run the Hall of Fame. I still at this time don't know if Undertaker will be the only induction. Why, why run it the way they're going to do it? They're going to do the... the and it's going to be late. We're talking now, it's after SmackDown, so Undertaker's speech is going to start at, Here's what, 11 o'clock on the East Coast? Why Why the hell not have it on, you know, you know the 8 to 10 slot on Friday night on Fox? Prime time, Undertaker yes. is speaking. You're flipping through the channels it's, on a Friday night, and you see The Undertaker at a podium talking about his career at 9 o'clock Eastern you don't time think you're gonna in get the some, heart of prime time. You may get some fans that— You're going to get some non-wrestling fans tuned into that. Not only non-wrestling fans, but maybe the Attitude Era wrestling fans that maybe have tuned out you know, in the last you know handful of years. They're like, oh, Undertaker, man, that brings back some memories from when I was a kid. Let me check it out. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get that, and not you're not gonna get it if you have it on at ten o'clock, moving into it's, the late it, evening hours on a streaming service it, like Peacock. They're dropping the ball on this. They're yeah. dropping the ball on this because they did essentially a Michael Jordan style uh, documentary on the career and the, the life and times of Undertaker, and then you're gonna put him after SmackDown on Friday, not even on a main network. Yeah. That to me is a slap in the face. To and, everything and it's, Undertaker's a, it's, doing. A con, it's a conjoining show. This it's isn't ridiculous. Me, this isn't me dressing in my best going into the WWE Hall of Fame with the Undertaker on the marquee. This is me going to a WWE SmackDown where after SmackDown goes off the air, then you're gonna set up a podium real quick as you know between shows and and maybe add some some awnings and buntings and some nice uh, accoutrements so the Undertaker can come out and chit chat for a little bit. Like it's a, it seems like a. Not like a night dedicated to him. The NFL honors isn't some sort of like post game thing where like after the game's over, you see the players exactly. like still in their uniforms. Like I'm wondering the Roman Reigns of the world. Let's say he has to be in a six man tag match the night before, and then he's obviously performing at WrestleMania, regardless whether it's Saturday night or Sunday night. 
he might not even stick around. He might get back, be literally sweating, be in his you know, be in his his wrestling gear, and say, "Listen, you know, I gotta, we got, I gotta wrestle tomorrow. I gotta do autograph signing first thing in the morning. It's ten o'clock at night. I just got done wrestling. I'm heading back to the hotel, calling it a night. I'm not gonna go pick up the sure. family. Gonna get everybody down here and you know, dress up all fancy." And turn it around and go sit down for this. Yeah, it's to me, it's just I think they're just they're booking it very poorly. This like Undertaker is one of the most recognizable names and figureheads of this business. I just think they're doing him like no, this is they're they're doing ill justice to him because of what he's brought to the business and just just who he is. He's not even the most casual wrestling fans, even or even people that don't even watch wrestling at all, they know who Undertaker is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to put him on on Fox, that'll get. I bet you that'll get you better ratings than a uh, a go home SmackDown. Let's be honest. It's yes. the it's the under freaking Taker. Yeah, Seth freaking Rollins under freaking Taker. That is somebody who will get ratings better than a a go home. Nobody gives a crap SmackDown. And not seeing actual wrestling will whet your appetite to then want to tune in exactly. for the next night where there is lots of wrestling. Not seeing The Miz in a match or not seeing uh, Kevin Owens in a match will whet your appetite for his actual match. It, it's one of those things, in the, and wrestling is the only kind of thing that has this. You would never whet your appetite for a Floyd Mayweather fight with a Floyd Mayweather fight. Like you would yeah, the night before, you know, like you would never whet your appetite for the Super Bowl with like six hours of watching football games. It is the talk about the hype about this game. You wet well, it with all the all the extra stuff that goes with it. When you show up to the Super Bowl, there are no other football games around. It's talk about football. Well, here's the it's thing. football fan fest. It's things that are unrelated with, to football. With so big nothing fights, with overshows big, the game. With big fight feels, mm-hmm. what they do is, and it's done on purpose, uh, boxing, UFC, mm-hmm. they have the stare downs. They have the weigh-ins the night before. Mm-hmm. Just And then, obviously, for show, they're going to shove each other just to get, it, to get, mm-hmm. the, you know, get more people to buy the pay-per-view just to sell it. So, to me... When you're you're, it's like you're running a show, a show, a show times times two. It's to me, the show should be just the Hall of Fame. That's the way they're doing it. it yeah. it's just ridiculous. Now, uh, you know, I want to mention there's one uh, one competitor who uh, who's been in WWE for for many years that is uh, not going to be there this year because uh, he just uh, just left the company. Uh, who was that again? Well, we'll 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 talk about Mr. Uh, Cesaro. Why why don't we just talk about it right now? All right, okay. I want to talk about it now because, for once, I was I texted you like an hour before we come in to record, and I'm like, hey, we finally got some breaking news before we record, not after we record, and that is Cesaro is no longer in WWE. His contract expired. They did not work out a term, work out terms of a new deal. He is a free agent, which means, hypothetically speaking. He could show up on Rampage tomorrow night. I know it's already taped. I know, yeah. but hypothetically could, speaking, hypothetically speaking, he could show up. Show up on, he could show up on Impact tonight if that wasn't taped. Exactly. And here's the other thing: maybe speculation. Revolutions around the corner. I'm just saying. I know everybody says, "Oh well, anybody that leaves WWE is going to AEW." I'm not saying he's going to AEW. I can see him in New Japan, but there's no there's there's a non compete that doesn't exist because the contracts the contract, the contract has, wasn't broken. Yeah. Exactly. The contract wasn't broken. He ran. He he let his contract expire. And guess what? He and hypothetically, if he wanted to show up on Dynamite next week, and, and, and cool. it's hard to agree on terms when uh, you they just left you out of the Royal Rumble. We haven't seen you on TV in a while. Like normally, these contracts are signed. You know, the Kevin Owens of the world, the Sami Zayn's of the world. When you're missed of something good, 
when you're like, you know, I'm on a good run right now. Yeah, let's keep this going. Let's make sure we're keeping it yeah, going. Yeah, AJ just got when a big deal. When you're just deal. sitting on the sidelines doing essentially nothing, what did you expect? Well, Vince McMahon does not has never been like highly, um, like highly favorable of Cesaro. He's never seen the star that we all see in Cesaro. I don't know. It's Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon, of course, but Cesaro's a star. Everybody with two eyes, besides Vince McMahon, realized this guy's pretty freaking good. And before before we recorded today, I was already going through Twitter, and I saw a lot of big names going through and giving giving him some love. Not like, you know, obviously they're currently employed with WWE, so they're not going to, like, dig at WWE by any means. Mm -hmm. But, like, Seth Rollins put something out. Becky Lynch put something out. There's there's a litany of, of superstars that have already, you know, put something out there, you know, to show their love and respect for Cesaro. Because, to me... WWE just dropped the ball all these years. You had somebody as good as him, and you did nothing with him. To me, that is a that is just that is just darn wrong. That's that's ridiculous. Just add yeah. add another name to Roman Reigns' long illustrious title run of people he's defended his belt against on pay per view, whom are no longer with the company. And here's the thing: that list might be growing over to AEW side because, as we just saw this past uh, this past Dynamite this week, another former. WWE star or superstar, Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy, is uh, also on uh, AEW, which I got to get your take on this. I absolutely love the fact that they tied in Aleister Black, now Malachi Black, mm-hmm. and Buddy Murphy, now Buddy Matthews. They kind of tied in that feud they had, like that in the Indies, it, not, like, not, or not in the Indies, but yeah, past post post WWE or like a, end of WWE post WWE. Moving in AW. Yes, it was just the, just the history they've had together, and you know the commentators were like, "Oh, what's going to happen here? We know they got some history here. They've they've had a long history together against each other, and he's in the House of Black. It seems like joined joined up essentially. How was how do you, I mean how do you feel about that? Personally, I'm not going to lie. When Buddy Murphy made his debut in AEW, I, I it's sad to say, but and, and this ties in with Cesaro and a lot of other people. You forget that they're not already there. Because there's so, I mean, every week we're getting debuts, and it seems like everybody. But that was it's, fun. Been a, it's been a minute that was since fun, he though. hasn't been in WWE. It's and been you've long seen enough. him a little bit on the indies, and you've seen him doing other stuff. So you kind of did forget that, oh, yeah, he hasn't officially made it to AEW yet. But I thought the way they did it was great. I thought, I thought, you know, when the, when the black, when the lights came from black, you know, they, mm-hmm. they faded back to the light. I was like, whoa, the crowd popped. I mean, he got a good pop. I mean, you hear the buddy chance. That was. He's getting a pop because he's another guy. I wouldn't say he's on Cesaro's level, but he's a guy that people know he's talented. He's got the right skill set. He just needs to be, they need to push him. And WWE didn't do do the same thing with Cesaro. They didn't push this guy. So the fans are like, oh, good. Maybe they can push him in AEW. Or maybe they'll uh, just kind of have him doing Adam Cole stuff right now. I mean, I know Adam Cole's got the, the title coming up. But Adam Cole at this point, aside from aside from the match coming up with Hangman, all he's really doing is being like the the guy who puts his hands on both sides, say Young Bucks, Red Dragon. Come on, guys, you can't fight. Let's get along. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what Adam Cole really signed up for? No, and, and you know, I mean, I, I know we're, he's we're, getting the title we're, match. We're, I get we're it. building up to the title match in about two weeks at Revolution, which is crazy to think it's about a week and a half essentially. From taping of the show. Speaking of that, though, Revolution, these promos leading up uh, leading up to Revolution this past week on Dynamite, MJF, I mean, what else mm-hmm. can you say? That's a fire promo. You had, um, you had, you had Eddie, you had um, 
Y2J or Chris Jericho. Now he's going, uh, he's got like a new nickname. I can't, I can't keep track of all the different nicknames he has now. But that segment right there, that promo was fantastic. I thought Dynamite was Dynamite was Dynamite this past week. I, I It was probably one of the best shows I've seen in a while for Dynamite. I mean, I think they knock it out of the park every single week, and they also have some more people coming their way as we've we then and good or bad or whatever they either ha- they have the roster is going to be expanding. WWE's roster is always shrinking. AEW's roster is always expanding. But uh, at a fan fest uh, in, per interview, uh, Jeff Hardy has made it official that both Hardy boys uh, will be in another organization because we've already seen them in Ring of Honor, Impact, WWF, WWE, uh, many in- uh, indies around the world, and now they'll both be together. In AEW, once Jeff Hardy finally makes it official and joins AEW, which he said he will be doing shortly. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. I mean, Jeff Hardy, that situation. We, I mean, we talked, we documented that, we talked about that on previous on previous episodes. So it's going to be good to see him back. Now, I'm, I'm curious to see, are they just going to be the seventh really good tag team that's there? Like they get a hot, like a hot mm-hmm. little push, and then and they then go they to FTR. Ba- yeah, yeah, then they're FTR or like now, like best friends. I mean, you wonder if they're going to start them out as a tag team, if they're going to be individual. I mean, with AEW, I mean, these are obviously the issues that you have. You know, their There's roster not, keeps getting blown up. They have two hours of, te- they have three hours of television a week. Yeah, it's that's why you're seeing. WWE over. has three hours of television on one night. They have three hours of television. That's, that's why you're total. seeing a lot of like bigger, like bigger tag matches or like um, like battle royal style matches, so you can get some names in there. That's what they're doing at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, they keep hiring people. Uh, it is it is disappointing as good as AEW is and, and as much as we like people to go there it's still all, only limited TV time and yeah it's not yeah there's not enough TV time to justify having all that talent just sitting in the back i will say if you do it the right way there's enough balance you don't have to have a Brian Danielson wrestle every single dynamite like if he wrestles like every other or every third or something mm-hmm. like you 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 kind of you, you know, you, you keep the rivalries going, but you're not getting too stale. If you, if you can find the balance, I'm okay with it because with a bloated roster, if you do it the right way, you're not having the same, like, everybody. I know some people complain that Roman Reigns gets all the airtime in WWE. You're not going to get that in AEW because you can't. You got so much talent that needs to be used, so you use it. So, for me, if you if you juggle it just right, which that's a fine line Tony's still trying to figure out, I think. I think Tony Khan's trying to juggle that. But if you can find that fine line where maybe you don't over you know overexpose certain superstars every single week, you might be able to get away with it. But you can't just keep adding talent just to add talent just to keep adding talent. It's just to me, it, it, it's not a good business model. So uh, this past uh, Saturday afternoon, Elimination Chamber. Like I said, uh, I made a little YouTube video post Elimination Chamber video, but this is our first time talking about it on the podcast. Uh, Overall, good timing of the show. I'll, I'll say the good parts of the show are obviously uh, the timing of the show was really good in the sense of, you know, we're not bloating to like these four or five hour shows anymore. You know, it was a regular length pay-per-view. Uh, entertaining from start to finish, whether you re- like the match or not, you know, entertaining from start to finish. Uh, I thought, you know, with Goldberg, Roman Reigns, we kind of got what we were expecting was there. Was it that great of a show? I mean, I'd give it a B. Man, you're nice. I was, I was getting more towards a C. I, I didn't... I wasn't in love with the show as much as you. You, were. you know, it's crazy. The elimination chamber matches were both, and I said this on, uh, on the the video I made, is that they were very short. Yeah. Uh, they both came in at about fifteen minutes apiece. Now, if you remember how elimination chamber matches are supposed to work, it starts with two people, and then a pod opens every five minutes. So four pods, that's twenty minutes right there. Yeah. So an elimination chamber matches averages around thirty minutes. 
15 minutes is a very short period of time. The chamber pods were opening for both between 90 seconds and two minutes. Uh, I mean, we're obviously you'd have a 15 minute match. That's what you got. Obviously with the, with the Brock Lesnar one, I mean, you hey. didn't even have all the pods open. Uh, he just busted through in, in Bobby Lashley's yeah, spot. I, I made a good, I made a pretty accurate prediction about uh, Austin Theory. He did make it to the final three. Actually, he did make two. it to the final final one, and uh, not not necessarily a good showing. Essentially, but you know, I mean, he, he took a nice spot. He though. took a bunch of nice spots. Yeah, and he made it so that it wasn't just a quick Brock Lesnar finish. Made it a little entertaining there at the end. Somebody who did not take a good spot, Madcap Moss. That's probably the big talk of the show. Yeah, is that spot right there landing right square on his head in the Drew McIntyre match? Thankfully, he's okay. That's that's the big thing. Yes. That's the most important thing. I mean, aside from that um, that botch, if you want to call it a botch, mm-hmm. the match was actually okay. It wasn't a terrible match. Like I'm, I'm not a huge Madcap Moss guy, but I like Drew McIntyre for what it was. It wasn't a bad match. Now they advertise that about thirty thousand people were at this show, which again, I'm I'm not at the place, but I've mentioned this and I mentioned this in the video, and I kind of mentioned this going into the event, is that WWE was kind of going hard on the aspect that this was the largest concrete dome in all of the world, which I guess is more like a technicality. Because when you if you were to hear Michael Cole literally say over and over and over again prior to the show, during the show, this is the largest concrete dome in all the world. You you immediately think, well, well, AT and T Stadium's a dome, so it, that's made of concrete. This is bigger than that, right? Fully you, concrete. You, 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 you just you just think like huge, large stadium. You think big house. You think AT and T Stadium. You, know you think I, these. You think there's going to be a hundred thousand people in you, there. You know what's funny? You just that you just hit on something because we just talked about. I think it was last week or the week before. It's almost like WWE saying like if it's spread over two nights, we got a hundred thousand people. Maybe it was fifteen yeah. fifty. Yeah, so it was it's about 30,000 people could fit into this place. It mostly is like a convention center, kind of a big convention center floor with seating. And if you could even watch, if you watched, I know 33,000 or 33 or 33,000 is nothing to sneeze at when it comes to a crowd, but I just, the fact is that they're literally trying to make you think that this is a 100,000 seat by their, by yeah, their no. description that this is a 100,000 seat plus stadium. It is just meaning that from the concrete dome, essentially the dome structure part starts at the ground and goes all the way to the other ground instead of being like a top of a stadium, like your traditional domes here in the United States. Um, so that sense, yes, maybe it is the largest in that sense, but it is just a, 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 a just a bigger arena. Uh, really you know what I mean? Thirty thousand, and I even dispute that number because if most scenes you could see, you could there was no upper level. There was like a lower bowl, and you could see the top of that lower bowl because there was like a lighting structure that went around the whole top. And in most shots, you could essentially see where the dome you know, met the ground going to the top. Yep. I want to say that that rigging that they put over the ring that makes it again feel like a stadium that they put for WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles, that was like touching the ceiling. You know, so uh, from, yeah. a, from a perspective, this was set up similar to any arena show. That's That set was no taller really than the traditional Raw set. It had a, a grander look, but if you looked at it and you looked at the wrestlers in comparison to the set, it was similar size. I got to say though, why the hell would you put Bobby Lashley in that position knowing he's been hurt? Because it's all about storyline. It's all about how you're going to get the belt off him. And now he's out for you know, at least four months. And, and you know, I don't, I don't discount WWE's way to do that. If if we didn't know he was hurt, and it was kind of something that was, you know, in the world of WWE, which is hard to do, a little mysterious and not spoiled, I don't mind that. Uh, because, again, you're trying to get the belt off of yeah, Bobby without I, just taking it off. Keeps it fresh. And, again... I don't it like the way they did it. Bobby versus Brock, whenever they do meet as a one on one match without you, interference, you still something we want to see. You still could have done it regardless. I mean, yeah, he, he's hurt. 
Okay. Roll it into something else later. Again, you know, I don't, you, I, don't, you, I, don't li- I don't like the way they did it though. Like, I guess uh, my thing is, how hurt was he heading into the Royal Rumble? Because if that's the case, no, he was hurt. He got, he got hurt at Royal Rumble. So that, then, then that's a tough one. I would say if you knew he was hurt heading into the Royal Rumble, then you definitely you do it right. By then all and accounts, there. by all accounts, he got hurt in the in the Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble pay per view. That's why if you look during the match when he was taking Germans towards mm-hmm. the end of the match, he was protecting the shoulder because he clearly was injured. So now we have a winner take all championship match. What this is going to lead to, if this means the end of the brand extension, if this just means that Brock or Brock, Brock, Brock yeah. or Roman are going to be on both shows, Raw and SmackDown uh, is yet to be seen. Kind of another reason why we definitely don't need a two night WrestleMania no. because we don't even have two world titles now. We have one world title match, and a lot of people are wondering which match is going to main event. And it's clear, obviously, which match is going to main event. I mean, let's not be silly here. There is going to be Duh. one match is going to main event Sunday. Which essentially makes Saturday, it, you know, again, not really feel so much like WrestleMania. It feels like a precursor I'll just give to it WrestleMania to you because the match that they are talking about is the must-see, once-in-a-lifetime, you-gotta-be-there match is happening on one night, Sunday night. Well, yeah, you got two, you got two nights. Here's, here's, here's what I will—this is, this is a prediction. Mm-hmm. You're going to see title versus title on Sunday night, main event. Saturday, you will see— I think you're going to see Ronda versus Charlotte. Yeah, because they're going to keep keep the the title, the the Royal Rumble winner thing fresh. I know a lot of people want Becky and Bianca, but here's the thing: we just saw Bianca last year, and Ronda is the attraction. And if we know WWE, they really like that attraction. Of course, which, which is kind of funny. I want to add this kind of maybe to end the show this week, and that is I've seen a lot of people talking about other women's matches on the WrestleMania card. And they've kind of, some people have disputed me and said, you know, it is two nights, which again, this is the third year of it being two nights. So it's not like it hasn't been two nights before, but I see people talking about Naomi versus Sonya Deville. I hear people talking about maybe Sasha versus returning Bailey. And all I have to say to those people is it's probably not going to happen. And the reason it's not going to happen is because there is no instances of WWE. I mean, I can go back a ways, of having a women's match on WrestleMania, two nights or not, that is not a title match or a celebrity legend feud. Meaning if it's Lita and Trish Stratus teaming up to take on, you know, some tag team, that's one thing. But if you're just talking Sony Deville versus Naomi with nothing on the line, just a grudge match, WWE doesn't do that. Not not just not WrestleMania, but not pay-per-views in general. Yeah, no, that'll just good, be that'll be on SmackDown. Good or bad uh on WWE, whatever you think of if them not doing this, but they don't. The, here's how the WrestleMania women's card is going to go. You're going to have your women's battle royal. You're going to have your two championship matches. And then if if there is a fourth women's match on that card, it is going to be a Lita with Trish Stratus or a, some other celebrity. It is going to be what they call a special attraction. Yep. It is not going to be your traditional women's wrestlers. It is not going to be your Natty versus Naomi. It is not going to be Natty no. versus uh, nope. Aaliyah or any of that stuff. It is going to be... And you say, well, why would they do that? Why? Well, why do they do it every year? We see Bray Wyatt as a champion in February, and then come WrestleMania, he's in the Battle Royal. Like, that's how WWE does things. Yeah, it's, that's how they operate. It's I'll just say this. Not I, everything that you think deserves a feud or gets a feud or gets a match ends up getting that. Here's my prediction, though. Besides the two um, matches Saturday and Sunday for the main event, I think Becky and Bianca, I think they're on the Sunday night show. Because I don't think they're going to have two women's title matches. Yeah, no, I think you're going to spread that out. Yeah. I wonder, I guess... Uh, what what matches again? If you have the women main eventing on Saturday, I mean, you're gonna have uh, if it happens, Stone Cold to Kevin Owens. I would probably say that's night number one. 
That's gonna be your Probably. that's gonna be your main event men's match for that night. Probably if it's Stone Cold in, in Texas, sure. And and I will say about you know when we talk about Aside celebrity from, involvement, I, I would still say Ronda still the first. I think I think yes. Ronda uh, Ronda Charlotte I think is still that, that'll be the main event. But I'm yeah. saying I guess you have to have a big time men's match. Yeah, a big time yeah, women's if, match. If, yeah, if it's like a co-main, that's yeah. probably what. I Not would, even I, really like a co-main, just a women's main event. I, I and think then you have to have another big... Stone Cold would be co-main. Yeah, I, I think it. I think Stone it'll Cold. It'll be the in it'll Texas. be the big match. From the if men's happens, side, we look forward to that night. If it happens, we don't know yet. Or, I mean, it, or it could be it, AJ versus Edge. I mean, it seems like we're going down that route as well. Yes, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of speculation. Speaking of speaking of AJ, um, good to see he got a big contract. Mm-hmm. I think he's at, I think he's over three million annually. So good for AJ. Means he's going to more than likely. You never, you never can say def, definitively that uh, he may retire as a WWE competitor. I mean, he is getting up there anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, his I, this might be his last big contract with WWE. But as you can see, we've seen a lot of superstars. I mean, look at Sting. Sting's uh, over at 60. Yeah, look at Goldberg. Look at all these people. And the but thing about Goldberg is... I think know, this is the last AJ Styles prime contract. Goldberg is one of those people, too, that he somehow finds a way to lose all the time and then come back like that never happened. Like, you know, True. he just lost to Roman Reigns, okay. But I could still see him coming around summertime and looking at Bobby Lashley and saying, you're next. Like, no one's going to beat me, even though, you know, he's been beaten. He's yeah. got that, like, Bray Wyatt kind of syndrome where he has this, like, I can't be beaten. I'm unbeatable, but he never wins. That's he's got the, that new thing. It's thing. crazy. He comes back, he challenges Roman, and be like, you're next. You're not going to beat me. You're not the next Goldberg. I got you. And it's like, you just lost to Bobby. You just lost to yeah, Drew. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, for- you lost to all you, these. You, it's like, you think we forgot about that? Yeah. And then he loses. Then he loses. He doesn't win the championship. Can't win the big uh, one these days. But that's okay because, I mean, obviously, as we've talked about, we're okay with just not seeing Goldberg at all. One yeah. person I'm really okay with not seeing, as we'll end the show, is Logan Paul. This is how uh, disappointed I am with Logan Paul. I literally was thinking and knowing that it was going to be Paul in the Miz thing when he said that he was going to have a tag team partner. I said, oh, I don't yeah. want to see Jake Paul. I was, I was, was hoping gonna, it was Cody. Oh, it's going to be Jake Paul. I mean, Cody, I don't want it to be Cody. Cody's too good I would have rather had Cody than Jake Paul. No, because Cody's too good for this. This is a... I don't... Hey, anybody's better than Jake Paul. Well, yes, yes. But I'm saying in this sense, we <laughs> knew it was going to be some sort of celebrity. I knew it was going to be a Paul. But the whole time I was thinking it was going to be Jake Paul because I forget that there's an even worse Paul out there. It's literally like... Me telling you, guess who the guest referee of a main event is at WrestleMania, and it's a Baldwin. You're like, oh, Alec Baldwin. I don't want to see him. It's like, you're not so lucky, Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, it's like well, that's what I, we didn't <laughs> yeah. want to see Jake Paul. And then when they said Logan Paul, it's like, oh wait, there's an even worse Paul. I forgot about Logan. Yeah. I didn't want to see Jake Paul. So you can only imagine how little Ugh. I want to see Logan Paul, yeah, even less. It sucks. And I think he really brings nothing, as we saw last year to WrestleMania, as he brought nothing then. And I think he brings nothing to this. But hopefully we bring something to your day. And thanks for watching the Heal the Face podcast and listening, as we will talk to you next week.